At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome back to episode 65 of the Ancient World podcast. So today we're going to have two main parts of the podcast. The first one is uh, a, from a story about learning and uh, growing through a journey through knowledge and uh, a moment of doubts which the person in the story experiences uh, of the value of doing this and what is really the main purpose and does it have any relevance. So that's the first part. And the second part will be um, a bit more reflections on the, the ending of Paradiso and the, the concept of love as it's ex, uh, expressed in both the purgatory and the paradise. So we're going to start with um, the story that we wrote last summer. Uh, it was specifically meant for one person who was a bit curious about the ancient world and the Renaissance but didn't know where to start. So then we wrote 30 pages as an example of a person who is then one summer sitting in a beautiful little square with the sun shining and with a book on this table in front of him with a the coffee, <laughs> then opens the book and starts this journey and then trying to describe the effects of it and uh, how it's changing the way this person sees the world and also how it's changing himself inside during the process. So it's just 30 pages and focused on Renaissance and on the ancient world. But there's a point towards the end where the person has this moment of doubt. So, And this is just to make one example of how one might experience this. When, if you go deep into something, like we've been through the whole, the whole comedy now for a few months, then like, if you go back to kind of the real world, you might think, like, is this... Is this something nice that I'm doing on the side or is this really expanding my own life and understanding of the world? So this is the, this is the po moment where he's starting to doubt. So, but then one morning, as I had just gotten a coffee and was looking out at the square, I started doubting myself and the studies and the relevance for today. Was this just a nice fairy tale of romantic historical times or interesting thoughts in an abstract play world, I wondered. I had created these imaginary stories and worlds in my mind and loved spending time in them, elaborating and looking at little details, but suddenly it seemed remote and detached from the present moment, as I was sitting by the table in the sunshine. I started to investigate my own motivation and the process of learning, what it did to the mind, and whether things were connected to practical everyday considerations 
Or if some or many things were more like hobbies for the brain, like playing a board game or training acrobatics for the thoughts. Immediately, the answers started coming by themselves. How training the brain in itself was useful for all sorts of brain activity, and how I was using the thinking of Aristotle rather than Plato consistently throughout the day, evaluating options for my life, interpreting people around me, exploring new neighborhoods of a city, finding alternatives for managing personal relationships, creating new opportunities in life, and building the bigger and deeper foundation for my life the nature of my own thinking. I wanted it to be practical, pragmatic, connected to real experience and seeking the best possible rather than the perfect. I tried to avoid abstract models for perfection as guiding principles as they were often by nature a fantasy that could be disconnected and too far removed from the real world. So there was a direct effect from discovering Aristotle to how I would see, perceive, interpret, evaluate and experience the world. This gave me a feeling of firm footing in one little step. And this was also perhaps the most fundamental one, to gain an insight and awareness of the nature of my own thinking, from which the other thoughts would grow and emerge in all other areas of life. This was important, I thought. The brain as a plant, an organic organism, and how to compose your thinking with the right balance of different elements. It would take many years to reach that point. But now I felt a new clarity and recognition of how this process had taken place over the years and the fruits of these efforts. Perhaps this was a sign that the major process had completed, that I could now sit in the little square looking at the fountain and fully reflect on this from the outside. The experience of this was new and almost euphoric. I lifted the cup and smiled a little. This was a surprising discovery, not planned for. And then the brain kept working on other questions. So this is uh, this one transitional point that you might experience when you study something, or you learn something, or you spend some time with one of the, the big books from uh, the ancient world or the Renaissance, that this moment where you stop it's, it's, it's almost like a, a brain dynamic that you just stop and wonder what is this I've been through now and how does this relate to the rest of, of my life? And then in this case, it's this immediate uh, kind of release of understanding of how much it has influenced this person and how it's changing the thinking. So this is one of the main... This, this goes also for the whole podcast that... To, to grow your own understanding of your thinking and how the brain works because that's kind of the, that's the foundation for everything and that's something that is the, also in some sense the main objective of Aristotle and also something you get indirectly through Dante so uh, it's a little paragraph here uh, it became a long morning in splendid weather and people coming and leaving in the cafe I would consider the wealth of human knowledge I had learned from the classical world and from Dante. I would sometimes think of this to understand a social situation or trying to predict how something would proceed and develop. And it would make it easier and more interesting to meet people, have an informal chat, or engage in deeper discussion about different topics about people, politics, or of the world. I had not fully seen 
how this knowledge was a repository of useful examples and long-term experience gathered over centuries or millennia. Much of the world had changed, but much of human nature would remain the same, I thought. And these were only the first few thoughts that went through my mind as I lifted the cup again and looked at the church front and the beautiful tree next to the coffee shop. I felt there was still so much to learn. So that's a little extra point there with um, what might happen when you've been through the comedy and you understand this. But this is an example of one, one work. And then it's a portal to a new world. And then when you've been through it, you, kind of, you might see a whole new landscape of, of uh, new things to explore and experience. And uh, and you will also then see it differently, and you have some kind of a a reference point or kind of a, like one area that you know, so you have some firm firm footing somewhere, and then you can keep exploring. So that's all for for, um, for the first part of this episode with how like the the effects of uh, going through. Something like in the deep and in the details and then coming out of it and then you see something has changed. So then the second part is coming out of the, the ending of the paradise with a sentence, the love that moves the sun and the other stars. In some sense, this sentence is, so it's, it's summing up the whole work of, of Dante, the comedy. And it's also the definition taken from Aristotle and the metaphysics and Aristotle's description of the first mover. So it ends on a pure philosophical concept that's expressed by Aristotle about what started the movement or what started existence. It's called both the first mover or the unmoved mover. So there's a couple of things to say about this. So one, one point is how Aristotle defines the, the word love here. So if you remember from the, the very first episode of this podcast is his definition of nature. So we might think of nature as trees and, and kind of organic life and some beautiful landscapes or like the sun also. But for Aristotle, the um, definition is, it goes very deep and kind of touches on the way we think and how the brain is constructed almost. So he says the nature is the underlying principle which creates motion and change. So that's kind of as deep as you can go. And when he talks about love, he, one way he describes love is, is the, the force of love is something that will um, that you see manifested in how every object is searching for its right or its natural position. So if you love something, this could be not always right, but sometimes it's, um, it could be guided by a natural, it's, a, it's an effect of that something in your nature is trying to find its natural place in the world. And then it's also drawn into a much bigger scale with Aristotle that this also goes for the whole universe. So uh, like in how the planets are, are trying to move into their natural place. And I'm just gonna read this one, and then use that as a metaphor for how, like, we as people and the spirit is also naturally trying to move into the right place. So that's when love is is kind of a driving force for this. 
But then as he talks about in the purgatory, this is also often misguided or misunderstood. And that's what creates many of the, the sins or the bad parts. Too much or too little or misdirected versions of love. So, but we, we just want to read out this short passage from the Metaphysics of Aristotle. And it describes the first mover. And this is one sentence which says, Thus it produces motion by being loved, and it moves the other moving things. So motion in space is the first kind of change, and motion in a circle is the first kind of spatial motion. And this the first mover produces. The first mover then of necessity exists, and insofar as it is necessary, it is good, and in this sense a first principle. So the first mover is then moved like the, there is love that is moving everything. So it's just it's interesting to see how this concept is, in some sense, the deepest main concept in the metaphysics of Aristotle. Uh, if you just want to read one thing of Aristotle for metaphysics, it's the Book Twelve and the section section seven of the metaphysics. And he also talks about uh, thinking, like the divinity is thinking in itself, or the contemplation of thinking is divinity, is the act of contemplation. Um, so, but then, just to point out again, the, how interesting is like the end of the comedy, how Dante is describing the vision of the three circles, of, uh, in one, but oh, they're one, but they're still different circles, kind of vibrating, and then this tiny little emerging image of, 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 a, of a man, like a person, a human. And then he ends with Aristotle. So he incorporates everything in the last four four uh, sentences in the whole work. So um, we're going to stop there and um, hope some of this was interesting and not too deep. But it's a part like since we've been through a, a big journey now, it's, it's uh, helpful to step back and see some of it in perspective. And then also look at other parts of, of this whole big world of uh, the ancient times and of the Renaissance that, that brings it all up again in a new form and uh, see both what we have learned and how this can open new possibilities and new adventures to start later. Okay, so uh, hope you have enjoyed some of this. And as always, thank you so much for listening and hope you have a great day. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details